Last week we talked about entering into the rest of God uh, by hearing His voice. So the reason why we need to enter into the rest of God to hear His voice, what's the purpose? The goal is so that we will do His work because we're hearing His instruction, what He wants us to do so that we can uh, stop from our own work and do His work. Okay, so we look at the prophet Elijah, how God led him on a journey into the rest of God. So to enter into the rest of God takes a journey. You know, uh, Elijah has to go 40 days. Just now you, 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 you have seen from the clips there. So because initially we are so restless, we are so filled with ourselves, we are not able to hear God's voice. So God has to take us on a, in a journey so that eventually we enter deeper into His presence so that we can hear His voice. Okay, so we see that when God led uh, the prophet uh, Isaiah into His presence, initially it was a messenger of God who spoke to him, touch him and tell him, eat, you know, because the, the journey is great. And when he arrived at the mountain of God, God spoke to him. But still, he's, he's still uh, quite, quite taken up by his own thoughts until he entered into deeper the presence of God. Okay? And then God spoke with a still small voice and he can hear clearly. Right? So can you see, initially, when, if we do not know how to enter into the presence of God, when God speaks, we may not hear because there are too many uh, uh, noises that is... Uh, uh, surrounding us. So, God let Isaiah, uh, uh, sorry, oh, my mind is confused, Elijah, okay, so if I've said all the, all the wrong name, okay, please excuse me. Okay, so God let uh, Elijah up on the mountain of God. So there are places that God has specifically chosen where He will speak. You know, he can speak to Eli, Elijah in, this, in, in the place where he, he was. And he was speaking. But God has led him to the mountain of God where he has chosen that place to speak to Elijah. Okay? So this morning we have to recognize that the house of God is a place where God has chosen to speak to us because he has appointed apostles, uh, prophets, pastors, teachers, and so on, you know, to, to speak to the body of Christ. And, and with that understanding, when we come before God, when we come to the service, we come prepared, we come wanting to hear God. You know, it's not going to be just some words that pastor is speaking this morning, but rather I come with expectation, knowing that God, this is a place where you have chosen to speak. And I come with that expectation in hearts. Okay, sometimes we, we come, we may hear the word, but we did not embrace the word because we, we, we just take it for granted. This is Sunday, this is what we do, okay? We hear the preaching every Sunday, you know, so we've been hearing that for 40 years, 50 years, you know, so we can get so used to that. But we must be conscious, God, you have chosen places, where you specifically dedicated to speak to people. And I want to hear your voice uh, 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 this morning. Okay, so let's read some verses at this moment. We're going to read the same scripture verse. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, further. First King 19, 11. 
uh, onwards, First King nineteen eleven, the Lord said, "Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by." Then a great and powerful wind torn the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. 13. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Verse 14, he replied, I've been very jealous for the Lord, God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me. Okay, right, let's let's continue uh, looking into this story uh, to learn more from what has happened in the life of uh, Elijah. You know, when, when God asked him to stand on the, mount, uh, the, the mouth of that cave, right, and God said, I'm going to pass by. So that's an indication that God was already in that holy mountain, and now the, God is taking Elijah deeper into his presence. His manifest presence. So we, we must understand that even though in terms of uh, uh, knowledge, we know God is everywhere, God can speak to us anytime, anywhere. You see, in, in theory, that, that is true. But in reality, we realize that God wants to take us into a place where we are ready to hear His voice. Okay? And, and, and that's what happened. Okay, so... Uh, what is a sign of people who have not entered into the rest of God? How do you know whether I have entered into the rest of God or not? You just hear your own words. If you have a lot of complaints, you know, when you in life about this and that and so on, it's always complaining. That means you have not entered into the rest of God. Elijah was complaining, you know. I've been so jealous for God. Look what happened to me now. You know, I'm the only one left and they're going to kill me now. You see? Complaining. The nation of Israel, uh, the Jews, when they came out of Egypt, they did not enter into the rest of God. They did not enter into the promised land. Why? They are murmuring, complaining about the circumstances, about the water, about... Moses, about Aaron, about God, they're always complaining. Rather than seeing God's hand, what is, what is, what is God doing in my life at this time? Why are all these things that, that He's taking me through? You know the Word of God says He will work out things for good for our, own, for our purpose, uh, for God's purpose in our life. So, but these people, they, they do not see all these things. They're just complaining. So if you are that kind of people who constantly have complained about this and that, it's because you have not entered into the rest of God. Right? So we need to take note of that. Okay, so when we enter into the rest of God, you know, our mind, we are able to focus. Our spirit, we are able to focus. You know, instead of all those complaining this and that, and all the voices, 
you know, our focus is on God Himself. That's when we have entered into His rest. And that's why Elijah was able to hear that whisper. That whisper. You know, otherwise, there will be all those kind of noises. You can't hear the whisper. Right? So that's because now he's entered into the rest of God. So when uh, Elijah entered into the rest of God, not because of the wind that blew, not because of the, the earthquake and the fire. If you read the Word of God carefully, it's only after he hears that still small voice and he begins to pull the cloak over his, his, his head. When the fire, when the wind, the Word of God said God was not in it. Even though this is done by God, right? But God was not in it. God was using that to attract, to draw Elijah's attention, focus, away from all the other things, you know, into his presence. So those spectacular manifestations actually are for people who have not entered into the rest of God. Because those who enter into the rest of God, God whisper, you hear. It's only those who are so far away from God, not necessarily in distance, but in their heart, in their mind, that they need those spectacular manifestations to draw them so that they will quiet down, so that they will, they will just uh, realize that God is there. And so that's why the Word of God said, God was not in the wind, God was not in the earthquake, God was not in the fire. Okay? So, when we are conscious of God, we begin to get conscious of God's presence. Now that we are entering in, we are able to cast off those voices. This time when God asked Elijah, why are you here? Elijah repeated the same answer, but with a different spirit. With a different spirit. The first time when he, God asked him, what are you doing here, Elijah? It was like a little bit like a protest. You know, a complaining, God, this is what happened to me. You know, I'm so, so jealous for you. And, but this time, when God asked him, remember, he, put, he is conscious of God's presence now. Okay, this time he tell God, because that is what troubles him. Not a protest, not a complaining, say, God, you know, I don't want uh, to serve you anymore. I want to die because of what this... Not, not that kind of attitude anymore. He's just telling God, God, you know, I'm so jealous for you. And this is what happened. You know, he, he can't understand, right? He doesn't know where he is. So God is, God is drawing him out to, to recognize where he is. There's a difference in, in terms of spirit, in terms of attitude when he speaks because he's conscious of God's presence. So it's alright when we talk about entering into the presence of God. Some of you, you, you know, we do not know how the, the whole process. Maybe initially when you come, you just want to be quiet in the presence of God. But inside there's, there's turmoil. There are a lot of voices. So it's alright when you come, you just let God know. Pour your heart out to God before you can enter into the rest of God. Rather than come straight away and be quiet, but, but you can't because all the voices and all the noises and so much insight. 
God will have you. God will ask you, what are you doing here? Why are you here? God wants you to pour your heart out. Not as a complaint, but just tell Him, you know, this is what you face and you just couldn't, uh, you do not know what to do with it. So, what am I trying to tell you now? I'm telling you that we need to position ourselves to hear the voice of God. We need to position. That's why God took him from, from where he was to the mountain of God. God took him to the mount of that mountain and passed by so that Elijah positioned himself so that he can hear the still small voice of God. Okay? We need to prepare. We need to position. And the word God says that God speaks to him in a still small voice. When God speaks to us, now he's ready to receive the word. Before that, it was just like struggling, fighting against and saying, God, I don't want to, I, I, I prefer to die. But now, there is a humility that comes because he's in the presence of God. Right? And, and the, you see, in order for you to acknowledge that you are wrong, you know, if people were to tell you, some people you tell them they are wrong, they are so angry. You know, I'm so jealous for God, I do this for God. How do you, you say that I'm wrong? You see, that was the attitude. But, but Elijah now has humility because, you know, he's, he's, he's represented by the sign that he covers his head. He realized God is there. So he humbled himself uh, to... To, to, to receive the word of God. In order to receive the word of God, you, you have to acknowledge, I, I was wrong. You know, I was too self-centered. I put too, too much importance on myself. And so God, is you, is you. So what have you to say to me? So there is a humility and there is a faith to receive what God says. Because if you do not mix the word of God with faith, you know, you say, no, it's not possible. I can't do it, you know. It's, you say, so there is a faith that we receive what God says, even though it may be an uh, uh, extraordinary thing that God wants us to do, that humanly speaking, we can't. We can't do it. But, but we need faith and say, God, it's not my work. I enter into your rest. It's you. It's you who wants to do it, and you will accomplish it through me. Because this is what you asked me to do. So, so I don't look at myself anymore. I, my faith is in Him you know, to, to receive His Word into our life. And then we also choose to obey Him. Because God speaks. We can hear, but we can resist it. We can rebel against it. You know, this happened to the Apostle Paul or Saul before he was, he was uh, converted. God appeared to Saul when he had the authority to go out to persecute the church and he was leading men on the road of Damascus riding on horses and a bright light shined upon him blinded his eyes and caused him to fall to the ground and a voice spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to kick against the gods. So, Saw the apostle, uh, well, the, the Pharisee before he became an apostle. He heard the voice of God. He heard God speaking to him. But all these things are, are against what he has learned. 
as a Pharisee, right? Jesus is talking about grace, talking about the Father, the mercy of God, and and Saul was dwelling in the law. You know how you come before God through your performance to uh, in obeying the law. So what Jesus, the ministry of Jesus had impacted his life, but he refused, he rejected, he's fighting against it, and eventually end out to persecute the church. So that's why God has to appear to him in that spectacular way. Remember I said to you earlier, the spectacular manifestation most often is because people, they're so far away from God. They are, they are not listening to God. Like in this case, in Saul's life, he's resisting God. So God, to, God has to come to him in that way. But for us, who are children of God, who learn to enter into his rest, I hope God only needs to whisper and we say, yes, Lord, I hear what you say. You know, so if you're looking at the spectacular, is it because you're not hearing him? You know, when he speaks. And that's why you're, you're looking for the spectacular. Our God will do it. You know, he will manifest himself in such a way in, when it's appropriate. But we don't seek after it. You know, we know he speaks his still small voice. So we, we realize Saul, he was really struggling against what he has heard, against the voice of God. Okay, that's why that spectacular uh, 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 demonstration uh, appeared. And in fact, it's true for the nation of Israel, well, for Moses, God appeared to him in a burning bush. Why? Because Moses has totally lost faith in himself in God, in fulfilling God's calling upon his life. And God has to appear to him in a burning bush, spectacular manifestation. So when God begins to speak to him and say, Moses, I'm calling you back to Egypt to bring my people out. Remember that conversation? Moses said, I cannot, I cannot speak, I cannot this, I cannot that, I cannot, cannot. Until God was so angry. Remember? You see, it shows to you that Moses was far away. And that's why it takes that, that, that burning bush, that spectacular manifestation to draw his attention, to break him down so that he knows it's God who has called him. The nation of Israel. Why did God appear when Moses was up on the mountain? You know, the earthquake, the fire and, and brimstone that was up on Mount Sinai. It's for the nation of Israel, uh, the Jews. Because there's so much unbelief, so much complaining and so on and so on. You know, God is using all those things to draw their attention that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. This spectacular demonstration is for people who are so far away. But God wants to speak to us in that still small voice because we are close to Him. We're close to Him. You know, we are one with Him. We're His children. Where his servant, his friend. That's why when God speaks that still small voice, it penetrates into Elijah's spirit. It touches him. And that's why he pulled the cloak over his face. Okay, and then, now that Elijah was listening to the voice of God, what did God speak to him? Let's look at 1 King 19, verse 15. The Lord 
said to him, Go back the way you came. Go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel, king over Aram. 16. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elijah, son of Sephar, from Abel Meholah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu put to death any who escaped the sword of Hazel, and Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and all whose mouth have not kissed him. So we enter the rest of God to hear his voice. What's the purpose? The purpose is to know how we are going to move from here to the destiny, to our calling that God has given to us. That's the purpose of hearing. It's not hearing for hearing's sake. You know, some people, you're so excited. Oh, I received this revelation, I received that revelation. But I'm asking you, what for? What for? Is it so that you can say, oh, you know, God speak to me about this. Have you done anything? What is God telling you to do? See, so Elijah, Elijah entered into the presence of God. God begins to speak to him. And God said, you go back where you came from. And then this is what I'll have you to do. Okay, so this is a purpose of entering into the rest of God. It's not that we do nothing. Oh, entering to the rest of God. Oh, I enjoy, you know, goosebumps, you know, the presence of God. What for? It's so that we hear His voice. And then, what are we to do with what God is speaking to us? So we, we really need to enter into His rest to, to receive from Him what He wants us to, uh, uh, to do. You see, Elijah, what was he doing? He, when he challenged the nation of Israel to, to choose, if Baal is God, you worship God. If uh, Jehovah is God, then you worship Him. You know, Elijah's mindset is he wants to bring transformation to the nation. See, if God is God, you worship Him. If Baal is God, you continue to worship Baal. You choose. So his desire, his mission is to bring transformation to the nation. But he thought he's the one to do it. He thought just by calling fire down from heaven, one miracle, spectacular miracle, is going to turn the nation around. That's what he thought. And so, you see, when you have wrong expectation and you didn't get the result, you get frustrated. You know, because you thought, oh, fire came from heaven. Wow, the whole nation will run to God. But it didn't happen that way. And worse still, Jezebel threatened to kill him. Can you see why he was so frustrated? Why he was so discouraged? You know, wrong expectation. And we, we think we are the one to do it. But we've got to look to God. God knows what to do. God has a plan. You know, and it's a teamwork. It's a teamwork. A nation will not be transformed just because of one miracle, just because of one man. It's just like our nation at this time. Election was over, we have a new government. It's just like a miracle take place, a new government. 
But you think the nation is transformed? Institutional uh, uh, reformation. You know, it takes everyone. It takes a team, you know, to work to see the nation transformed. But Elijah was so simplistic. He thought he's a great prophet. He can do it. That's why he got discouraged. So you see, it's a teamwork. God is saying, you know, Hazel, uh, you're going to anoint him as king. And he will, he will bring about destruction among the, 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 the Israelites. But those whom he did not kill, that should have been killed, you know, Jehu will come and, and kill them. But if those who should have been destroyed, they, they were not destroyed by Jehu, Elisha. You're going to anoint him. Elijah will take over and will complete the job. So it's a teamwork by different one. You know, the king and the prophet combine together to bring about transformation in a nation. So we must understand every one of us here, we are important. It's not a job of one man who can bring about changes, who can bring about changes in this church. It's not the work of one man. It's every one of us. You know, when we uh, talk about we want to build as a family, we want to enter into the presence of God, it's not you, your idea. You know, whether you like it or you don't like it, that's beside the point. You know, we move together as a team. It's only through working as a team, we will complete the work. Okay, so we have to cast aside ourselves. Not like Elijah, you know, I'm the one, you know. Okay, so a nation will not be changed because a great prophet arise and speak the word of God and call down fire from heaven. You know, the king has to be enlisted to be part of the team to bring about changes, transformation in a nation. Okay, so we need to work together uh, to, to bring it about. And we listen, we listen to, to the prophet because of his calling. Because he is the prophet, not because he's so good. We know Elijah is just like us. That means he will have weaknesses just like us. And many times, some of these prophets are very peculiar. You know, they have a strange kind of personality, you know, prophets. So remember, one time, the king sent the commander and, and, uh, or, or general and with his 50 men to, to seek for Elijah. And this this uh, commander think that he's somebody he under the instruction of the king. So he said, Men of God, come down. Why? Because the king wants to see you. Elijah said, If I'm a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. And fire came down from heaven and consumed all those people. Killing 51 persons, taking away 51 persons' life, the prophet of God. You know, to us today, I think you will run away from such church. You run away from such leader, you know. But you listen because I, I mentioned God has chosen the way He speaks. The apostles, they are not perfect. The prophets, they are not perfect. If you want to focus on their peculiarity, their faults, their weaknesses, you can. You miss the voice of God. But what you need to see is be still and know God is speaking. You receive it. You obey. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, so, uh, and 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 we all have our have our own weaknesses and have our own ways. But when we come before God, our focus is God. That's why we can hear. We can hear the voice of God, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Some some people, you know, I I have my own peculiarity, right? 
I do smile, but not a lot. Hey, so if you are going to zero in my, my uh, appearance, you're going to miss the voice of God. You understand what I'm saying? Right? So we need to recognize how God speaks, where He speaks, and then we listen to His voice. Right? So the, the purpose of entering into rest is to enter into the calling, into the purpose of God. Uh, so you cannot run away from your challenge. So the word of God says, go back. Go back the same way you came. So before Elijah can enter into the destiny of God, he has to deal with himself, deal with his fear. Go back. Okay. So we are, when we are stuck in serving God, in, in obeying God, the answer is not to run away. Elijah wants to run away. The answer is to seek God and ask God, what is the next step? What am I to do? And then we have to go back and deal with ourselves and deal with the, 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 the situation. So Elijah's complaint. He said, I'm so jealous for the lost work. You know, to bring about transformation in a nation, it takes more than a miracle. It takes more than just being jealous and passionate about the work of God. You can be so jealous, so passionate. Are you wise? Do you have understanding, deeper understanding of the situation? Right? So, so it takes more than just being jealous. Elijah said, I'm so jealous uh, for, for, for the lost work. You know, and some people will always say, you know, what can I do? I do my best. Do you know my best is not good enough? Your best is not good enough? So we are so defensive. I, I do my best. But our best is not good enough. So what do you want me to do? What do you expect me to do? Rest. Be still and know that I am God. You are not to do your best. You are to do His work. You see the difference? Sometimes we struggle. We try, to, we try to do it, you know, we do our best. But we make a mess of things. We may have some result. Elijah has some result. But God wants Elijah. It's not you. You can't do it all. Yes, this is what I ask you to do, but that's not, that's not it. I want a team. I want you to annoy your successor. I want King Jehu. I want... Uh, uh, the other king to come and, and, and work together. You do my work. That's what we come into his presence for when we rest in his presence to listen to his voice. What are you saying? I want to do your work, not my work. So, I think time's up. I'm, not, I'm just going to wrap up. So when Elijah, he went back. If you read the scripture, he did not anoint Jehu. He did not anoint Hazel as king. The only person he managed to call is Elisha. The one who is going to succeed him. And if you read the story, it's Elisha who, who sent a servant to anoint Jehu. It's Elisha who passed a message to Hazel and said, I see that you are going to be king of Aram and you're going to bring destruction to the nation of Israel. You see, even though God has given him the commission and said, go, Elijah, go and anoint 
When you go back, you, you do this. You realize some of the work is done by the next generation, even though God has called us to do. So, hear me well, and I've said it again and again, the, the younger one, the next generation. You know what God has asked us to do? It may not be us who are completing it. But you've got to capture the vision. You've got to hear the word and run with the vision that God has given to this church. So it wasn't Elijah. You go and read it. Who anointed Jehu and Hazel. It was Elijah directly or indirectly anointed that two kings. And Jehu is the one who destroyed the worship of Baal eventually. Worship of Baal in Israel. At least for a time. Okay, that's what happened. So you see, God has a, a comprehensive plan. God knows what He's doing. God has all the details in His, in, in, in his mind. And we are to do His work, not to do our work. And that's what resting means. Anyone who enters His rest, rests from His own work. But He enters into God's work and do God's work. That's what the Bible says. Okay, so this morning, I, I think there's a lot, a lot there if you, if you are writing notes and, and so many things you can learn, right? We enter into His rest to hear His voice. What's the purpose? Is to know the next step, is to know our destiny, our calling, how we're going to complete the task that God has for us. Okay, and then we can run with it. Let's, let's stand to our feet at this time. Let's come before the presence of God.